I should make this bigger. There we go. Okay, so on this episode, um, I'm delighted to have Mr. Dozier. Um, in 2020, he dropped an impressive album, Oh My God, It's My Time. And I feel like this project is uh, reminiscent of old school hip hop, um, mixed with some good ly lyricism and modern day production. Um, so how are you doing there, Mr. Dozier? I'm good, brother. And actually, the OMG stands for On My Grind. On My Grind. Sorry about yes. that. I, I misinterpreted cool. that. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's And that's pretty much it's like what it's supposed to do and the premise of people are supposed to get from it. That's why I use those acronyms. Mm -hmm. But they actually stood for the title track of the album, which is On My Grind. So. Yeah, I didn't want to say OMG, so on my grind. Thanks for the clarification on that. Yeah, no and um, yeah, so tell me about the uh, early days of being influenced by, by hip hop and and actually writing your first rhymes. If we could, we could start there. Well, I, my hmm. older brother um, um, James uh, was a DJ for a local uh, group in our area. I grew up in Linwood, which is right outside of Compton. So um, he was a DJ for a local group. And um, going from that experience and meeting all the different people in that circle and in the industry, he decided he wanted to be a rapper. So mm -hmm. then he started rapping and me um, being so involved in the music from him DJing and all the different sounds and things that I got introduced to, then I, you know, put my hand in and, you know, of course, my first rap was like, the worst thing in the world. Just like when anything, you start like you ride a bike. You first get on a bike, you don't know how to ride it until you practice. So um, we went from there. Um, Tribe Crawl Quest, Run DMC, uh, Curtis Blow, um, mm -hmm. Ellie Mel. You know all all the, all those. KRS One is my favorite hip hop artist. Um, Slick Rick, um, NWA, of course. Um, King T is one of my favorite West Coast artists. Him and Ice T. Um, You're but, talking uh, King T from the Alcoholics, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just a lot of influence. Um, you know, we had artists that people, a lot of people don't know about, Toddy T, um, the Egyptian Lover. You know, it's a whole lot of cats from back then that were really instrumental in me wanting to be a rapper, me wanting to uh, practice and get better so I can actually, you know, one day, you know, get on or whatever. Um, yeah, and the uh, Egyptian um, Egyptian lover is like one of the pioneers of uh, electro, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's really good, man. He's definitely yeah. a legend. You know, he, legend. He kind of is the king of the West Coast sound, to be honest. Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. You know. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of um, being around people who were up and coming rappers or trying to be rappers or whatever in LA in the LA area. Um, when the Lyricist Lounge popped off in LA, that was a, you know, go-to spot to see some big name artists and, you know, never had the guts to get up there myself, but at the same time, just the experience and being involved in that environment was just amazing. Um, I got a cousin in Atlanta, DJ Black Magic, when I lived in Georgia in 93. You know, he used to DJ out there and you know, going to different spots with him was, you know, another thing that got the motor continuing to run and whatnot. Um, my brother did pass away in 94. He was murdered in 94. Um, yes. Um, and that kind of, at the time, shut the door to me doing music because I was doing it because of him and mm -hmm. wanted to do it with him. 
um, we were supposed to actually sign a record deal that Monday or talk to people about a record deal that Monday and he passed away that Sunday. So it was just a uh, uh, events, series of events that stopped that from taking place. So I kind of gave up on music for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, did keep writing. I just wasn't interested in recording or being an artist, but I still, you know, I wrote poetry and I wrote, I did write raps and stuff. Um, ended up meeting um, a producer from Canada um, at the time, it went by Mojo Bl- Moto Blizzard, his Moto House now. He's a um, techno DJ, house DJ, I should say. Um, met him, told him my story. He, uh, he decided that he would, you know, take me under his wing at the time or whatever. We started doing music together. Um, this one of the songs on the OMG album is Fast Lane. It was his idea for me to write that song um, mm-hmm. because we did the original Old Heads. The old Heads is on the album, it's a different version of the song. Um, but after we did that song, he was like, you got all these raps that you putting down or whatever, but I haven't heard anything about your brother. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, your brother's the reason why you do music, right? Like, yeah, you need to do a song dedicated to your brother. And that's where Fast Lane came. Yeah. It was like a a reflective track. Yeah. I heard that on the album. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good track for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So, so at an early age, you were writing songs like in your little composition book, you were doing your poetry and all that yeah at yeah. early age yeah did was there a crew it was just you and your brother or was there other people part of the crew um my initial crew at the time was i had a um we had a posse in high school called the dog posse d-a-w-g dope adolescence with game was the name of our posse it was me my friend marcus law we called him cram my cousin eric uh, my friend jeff um it was us four. Yeah, it was us four. So um, in, in the midst of me doing the part of the hip hop culture is, of course, dancing. So I was into, you know, house dancing and just dance itself um, during that time as well. Um, but I was pretty much really the only rapper in the crew. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of was just a click. It wasn't really a progressive thing trying to do music. I had other friends that were in groups. Like my friend Ghetto Flame is um, uh, from Linwood, and he has a um, dropped several album albums. Uh, he has a label right now uh, called The Regiment. So he's still since then up to now still putting out content. So, um, cool. But it's just like I wasn't in that comfortable in myself, or or I should say motivated enough in myself to reach out to them and be like, "Hey, I rap too." So, so those you know, those original elements of hip hop, the breakdancing, DJ and graffiti, you were definitely exposed to that back yes, then, definitely, and, definitely, and uh, had an influence on you. That's one of the things that I, you know, recognized when I moved to LA in 2005. Because you know, I'm from the DMV, Maryland, yeah. uh, DC, uh, Virginia area, but like the rec, you know, you guys recognize all the elements heavy out here. Like I would go to shows and go to the beat swap meet. There'd be break dancing, people still throwing up graffiti on the walls, you know, like really heavy with, you know, with the beat junkies and, you know, Babu, Ratmatic, all of them, they really, really still represent true hip hop, hardcore, you know, out here in LA. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's the thing too also like um like um uh, i have a few videos up on youtube but old heads is the first video i did and in that video i made sure that the graffiti artists at venice beach were in the shot i noticed so that people can see that 
you know, we have graffiti artists out here also. It's not just about gang tags on the wall. We have actual artists that, Absolutely. you know, have a passion for graffiti art. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So a lot of the songs on the album are self-reflective. Uh, the song That Day, was that a, about the stroke that you had a couple yes, sir. years ago? Yeah. So, yeah, 2017, I, I had a stroke. Um, and that was the song about that whole experience. Wow, man, that's yeah. that's heavy right there, dude. So yeah. I'm sure that was like therapeutic for you, you know. It was kind of right was. about that, you know what I mean? And um, the song "One Click" was that about meeting your wife, or that was just like yes. a, a yes, yeah, cool experience? My, I, no, that was about my wife. I did meet her on an online site, and mm-hmm. funny, I, I, I it, it it makes me laugh every time I tell the story because when she hit me up on the website, I was in a process of disconnecting and canceling that site altogether because I had so many bad experiences. But mm-hmm. I the dude was like, okay, let me, I, I'm not going to not reply if you send me a message. That's just, I'm just not built like that. So I replied. I told her I was about to cancel my council. If you want to get to know me, you know, here's my number. Call me if you like, whatever. And then we kind of um, started texting each other and went over and then, you know, cool. went from there. But that relationship, like I said, I said in the song, I met her in Jan- we met in January. We got married in June. Man, man, that's fast one. Hey, if you know you got the right one, you know what I mean, and the connection yeah. is strong. Yeah, we've been married. It'd be seven years in June. Man, I'm assuming she's a hip hop head too. You know, man. just like yourself. Dude, it's like <laughs> it's like our catalog. Well, okay, so when you're in a relationship, get in a relationship with somebody, you kind of take your stuff and their stuff and. When I tell you we have two of every movie and we have two of every CD that both of us own. Oh, wow. That's a connection right there. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. That is awesome. And then I, I had the pleasure and was able to be blessed by my parents to get my brother's, my older brother's record collection from when he was DJ. And my wife is like the soulmate of Michael Jackson. That's her, you know, to this day, that's, that's her guy. So my gotcha. brother actually had the original vinyl from the year it came out of Off the Wall. Oh, nice. So I gave that to her um, for our anniversary a couple of years ago. That is but, awesome, man. Yeah. So in this age of social media, I feel that there's too much like consideration on like perception, like how many follows you have, how many likes you have. How, how do you navigate through that as an artist? Like, because it feel, to me, it feels like... Uh, people only care about like how many how many followers do you have you know what i mean they don't care about the talent they don't care about the lyricism they don't care about you know the actual hard work that goes into you know building a project what is your take on on social media and how does that affect your your career right now you know 2020 well i use social media for what it's for to be social so i've actually made a lot of connections through social media and I don't have a lot of followers mm-hmm. you know it's just um the main thing that I tell people when they get into it and, and I've had this question asked before is make sure your stuff is public and make sure you share it and my daughter my 17 year old daughter actually told me that a lot of the algorithms are based on your hashtag oh okay yeah, I didn't know that it's based on your hashtag so mm-hmm. um, but I've, I've been um, fortunate to meet a lot of people by just putting my stuff on social media, sharing my, my music, sharing links to my music. And 
Um, I've gotten better in the past. Are you on SoundCloud? Are you on SoundCloud also? I just reinstalled my SoundCloud. I I was on SoundCloud before I was dealing with, uh, was in a uh, business relationship with another artist. And after that fell off, it was kind of just pushed to the wayside. But I realized um, how important SoundCloud is when I uploaded one of the songs from OMG on SoundCloud and got a major response from it. Right. So, you know, I started with the one song, so I'm like, okay, um, you know, SoundCloud is what it was when I first started messing with it. So are you on the Reverb Nation also? Do you remember Mm -hmm. Reverb Nation, that artist platform? I remember it, but no, I'm not. Oh, okay. All right. My my main, uh, my music is on most of the uh, streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. I should say all of them because that's how we we have it. Um, But my main marketing is um, my website for one, which is mrdoja.com, Facebook, Instagram. I have a TikTok. I don't have any. I think I've Mm. uploaded a few snippets from some videos on there that, you know, it it does what it does. But that's not. As an artist, I don't feel unless you're already an established artist, TikTok is not really going to make or break your Mm -hmm. popularity or whatnot, unless you do something that people can relate to and something crazy or funny. I put a story up about having an um, interaction with a police officer with, with our cell phones. And it was a funny story and it got like fifty-seven thousand views oh wow you know but then i put up my music stuff and i get 130 views 200 yeah that's like that's what i'm talking about it it is what it is it is is. like i I have snapchat and i use that to watch the shows on snapchat i don't even post anything on there (laughs) (laughs) so it's like i know that's that's not for me but instagram I'm, i'm heavy on um Facebook, it, my Instagram is tied to my Facebook. So whatever you see on Instagram, you're going to see on Facebook. Um, Twitter, I've really gotten heavy into over the past six months because I've met a whole lot of people through Twitter mm-hmm. um, and Instagram. With that's actually has a lot of the stuff that's coming up in my career, moving forward, coming up. So that's good. That's good. So I, I noticed that it's mostly you rhyming on on the um, album throughout. Uh, there's an artist, uh, Rashad. East on, on the album, correct? So yeah. you did you purposely just want to do the whole thing yourself? You didn't want to have like other rappers, that, you know, MCs on there or just, well, just showcase since it's your first album? Yeah, before I came, my album came out, I'm actually featured on, um, and Rashad Ease is the label head for the label I'm on, Easley Branch. Oh, okay. That I'm with. So he's the label head. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out we they put out easy branch put out an album called great minds alliance is the name of the collective but it's called the dean's list um last year also that came out before my album came out mm-hmm. and i have a song all the smoke on there and i'm featured on a song called the blacklist was like my coming out kind of um i'm the only artist on the west coast on the label everybody else is on the east coast the label oh, is based okay. in north carolina oh all right so, yeah so i'm the only artist out here so you know it was the opportunity presented itself it was conversation i've known rashad my whole life uh we were having a conversation and his album he had, has an album called professor prismatic that had just dropped in 2019 or 18 mm-hmm. and we were talking about that and i was like the album is dope in the other words you know so in the midst of that conversation i was like, yeah you know i i wrote a rap similar to that you know or whatever he was like you rap 
I was like, yeah, yeah. We never had the conversation. And mm-hmm. he's been doing it for 13 years now, like professionally. And, you know, he was like, why, you know, why you never say anything? And me personally, I was like, I didn't want to ride anyone's coattail. I, if I do it, I want to do it on my own terms. I hear you. You know, yeah. so he was like, if you wouldn't mind me helping you get out or whatever, this and that, that's kind of how that ball got to rolling. So. Mm-hmm. so you said he's originally from North Carolina. Is that where he is? He's now? originally from Alabama. Oh, but he was, okay. he's a, he was a college professor at North Carolina State. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So some other people on the label, and he mentions it on the album also that everybody met at NC State. Um, most of the people on the album are from North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Because so, I, I know like Nice Wonder and Little Brother, you know, from that North Carolina, yeah. Chapel Hill uh, area. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, I, it's based mm-hmm. in Raleigh. The label's based in Raleigh. Oh, okay. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so during, co- during COVID, have you been inspired to write or create more? Um, during like this whole well, like quarantine time, or do you feel like it was it a time for you to be motivated to write? It was it motivated me more than I thought it would because when you're stuck in one place, even when you're with people that you love and care about, your mind gets to wonder, mm-hmm. and you start thinking about. I found a whole lot about my childhood during COVID in conversations with family members. Mm-hmm. I found a whole lot about myself and just spending time with myself and realized that I had a lot of pent up uh, frustration and anger and resentment towards people and a lot of things that was going on in my life. And I didn't know how to get it off my chest. So my wife's suggestion was write it down. Mm-hmm. Just write it down. You don't ever have to look at it again or whatever. Just write it down. But me being the person I am, everything I wrote down turned into a rap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that turned into like the single that I just dropped. Well, it drops on the 25th, but the video I just released stressing, that's what that was. That yeah, I, was like that. I like that song a lot. I like the production on that song. Who who did the, the production work on that? Um, that was actually Tia Soundoff. Um, oh, okay. She's out of North Carolina, also a female producer. Mm-hmm. sound off um she produced that and my next single dropping she produced that one also mm-hmm. but she she's an amazing producer and then shout out to joe t he produced my first album the omg album oh so, okay yeah so um, you're just are you kind of like doing just one-offs right now maybe put an ep together or something like that with the- that's what the the stressing song is on an ep um mm-hmm. Doc East has a single called um don't settle and that and stressing are coming out on ep together on the 25th Cool. I, I like the fact that you own your, your age and don't consider a negative uh, impact or on exposure as an artist. Um, do you feel like there's too much talk about that, that, you know, people say, hey, if you're over 30, you know, give up on your dream as a MC, or do you feel there's an audience for people from our generation for, for new hip hop? And then if the younger people want to listen, they can. Um, yeah, that's where that's where I'm, I am. Um, because that term old head, I didn't even hear that term until like recently, the past four, you know, a few years where the newer kids, where the newer rappers were kind of saying that, you know what I mean? But well, that's actually you know. a term that I heard and used as a kid. Oh, okay. So, so I've heard ago. old head. That's what we used to call the older cats in our neighborhood growing up was the old heads. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, now we don't now we the old heads. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um if at the beginning of, of my album, um, Rashad is 
introducing me, talking about me. And he, and that was one of the conversations we had. I was skeptical when he offered me the opportunity to put out music. I was skeptical because of my age. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our conversations, the, the thing that kind of sparked that I'm, I'm going to do it anyway is uh, Rod Stewart's um, Queen, uh, Elton John. Right, right. They're still performing. They're still making albums. Yes, they are. Know? Absolutely. So yeah. if rock can do it, R&B can do it, why can't hip-hop do it? Right, right. And, and that know? should be become more of a norm because, you know, rock artists, they don't get, the older they get, the more they get praised. You know exactly. what I mean? Look at Ozzy Osbourne. You know what I mean? They, they so, do it until they die. So yeah. So yeah. my thing is, and 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 as and um, I actually was debating back and forth about dyeing my beard, and I had a friend of mine, JJ Cicero, who I met in um, just in the past couple of years doing music, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Die for what? You're you're that's not going to change your age. You are who you are. Own it. That's right. You know, it, yeah. it, hey, then I that's I just and then she's." A lot younger than me so it's just like to hear that come from somebody who actually is because she's based in atlanta right now um so somebody who's actually making moves and actually making a name for their self and that's actually what some would consider kind of big time in the mm-hmm. underground world especially you know that was kind of like you know it is what it is i i can't hide the fact if i shave all my hair off my face i'm still in my 40s <laughs> you know what i'm saying me it's not going to change anything um yeah. but you know, a lot of the artists that I've been, uh, that's been, and producers who've been reaching out to me to do music have all been in their 20s, early 30s. There you go. You know, you and go. ironically, looking at my, um, the demographic of the people that actually are currently still listening to my music is people 35 and up, which is fine with me. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. have problems with that. I'm not in the game of, I'm not in hip hop to be a multimillionaire. If it comes, it comes. But at the same time, I'm here to put my stamp on the culture. I'm here to help the culture out, to put something other than what we have out at this time. Right. So. And it's a, it's a passion. And that's all that, exactly. that really matters is your passion. Um, I'm, you know, I, I like the fact that your rhymes are legible and easy to decipher. Do you prefer the storytelling um style of, of rap, like kind of reminiscent to a Scarface, you know, um, yeah would you say that or, or not do you, do you feel like it's a storytelling style to be honest with you it it's not intentional mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the times um that day was intentional um the song give me room is a story but it's paying homage to um house party as mm-hmm. purpose of that song um but just like with stressing it, it it's a story in parts of the song but it wasn't meant to be that's not that wasn't the intention of it. It just turned out that way. Um, so I do have, you know, I'll come up with a concept. I find a beat that makes me feel um what the concept should be about or whatnot. And then, you know, it, it pretty much is, you know, the 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 universe takes over and then we get what we get. Mm-hmm. So so what is your opinion on like the state of hip hop today? Any new artists that you, you like that have come out within the past uh, five to 10 years? Um, I really enjoy Earth Gang. Well, who's Earth Gang? Um, it's a group out of Atlanta, I believe. Jid is the 
um, one of the artists that I really listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have uh, to check that out then. Um, say that again. I still have to check that out. The Earth Gang. Yeah, yeah, Earth Gang. They're, yeah, they're really, really dope. You know, um, of course, you know Kendrick, um, D Smoke out of Inglewood. That 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 guy's amazing. Toby Nwigway out of Houston. Um, oh yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, actually, it's it's a actually a young man off um, off the Easley Branch named B. He just dropped his um, album earlier, late last year, called um, Before COVID 2020. It's BC 2020 is the title of the album. So it was Before COVID 2020. And that album is just, I, I heard him rap in the past on other stuff, but to have him embody everything that, like, he pretty much just put himself on that album and it's just, it's fire. Oh, it's okay. Fire. Um. A lot of the artists I listen to have been out for a minute. Um, JP the Hustler, uh, Rashad, of course, Rashad Ease. I got to give my boy props. His he's dropped some some singles over the past year, and uh, you know his albums he released are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's cool. You named a few. That's yeah, awesome. It's, 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 a, it's a you know it's, it's it's not that many. Most of the people I listen to are old school my generation. You know, right, uh, right, 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 right. I was just listening to. Uh, Slick Rick's first album the other day, so. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Buster, definitely. Buster, Buster Rhymes' new album is fire. Yes, it yeah, is, man. Oh my god, that album is fire. So it is, man, and um, it's you know that guy. I've been listening to Buster for a long time, man. Even like back with the you know when the disa- when the disaster strikes and the, the, the you know all that earlier stuff, you know, from the nineties, dude. You know, but see, and that that's another thing that got me too. Buster Rhymes. Is older than me. He's a little older, you know. But my thing is, it's no new rapper out right now. I feel that can hold a candle to Buster. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree so, with you. Yeah. If Buster could put out an album in 2020 and do what it does, you feel me? That that you know, right. it's yeah, he's no one's no one's keeping up with that, you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> he's on another level and always will be for sure. Uh, so, so do you do you have any words of wisdom for any um up and coming hip hop artist or someone out there that maybe got sidetracked and um with their music and you know because sometimes it's hard you know it's it's hard to stay motivated to put out music and as a new artist you know uh, you can get a lot of like the distracting elements so any words of wisdom for those artists whether it be um, hip hop artists or singers or whoever. Be mindful of who you give your attention to. Be mindful of who you look to for inspiration and encouragement because the people in your circle can make or break you giving 110%. Mm -hmm. Um, A closed door is just room for another opportunity. That's right. Um, And my main thing is just do it. Just do it. Exactly. Just do it. Because yeah. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if this is your passion, is somebody's going to listen to it and be like, oh, okay, I'm digging that. That one person, then you're, you're successful. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm doing this thing called Top Four with like my musician friends. Um, 
and I think when we used to work together, we talked about our favorite MCs overall, and we had we've had that conversation. So, top four West Coast MCs for you. That would be Ice T, Ice Cube, King T, and I'll say D Smoke. And, and I'm putting him in there because I'm so impressed with the way that that young brother is just—he's amazing. I have to check him out. Um, so from the East Coast, top four overall. Um, top four on the East Coast would be Karis One, Big Daddy Kane, um, Slick Rick, and MC Light. Oh wow! And um, production, like producers. Top four producers for you, um, Dre, of course. Um, Timberland, uh, wow, that is a great question. Um, Pharrell Williams. Oh, okay. And DJ Mustard. Yeah, I was just watching a documentary on, on Nerd and Pharrell, and and those guys are so freaking talented, dude. Um, I just don't think they really get the you know credit they deserve in the industry. I mean, of course, they you know Pharrell gets his accolades, but you know Nerd, uh, they're really really talented. So, um, are you familiar with uh, MF Doom at all? Yes, sir. Rest in peace. Yeah, Rest yeah. So he, he wore the mask, right? And um, the reason why he did that is that people could be forced to pay attention to his rhyme skills instead of paying attention to what he looked like and mm -hmm. the clothes he had on or chains or all that superficial attraction. Do you think most fans are guilty of this, unfortunately, like of, of paying attention to everything else except for the actual skills that an MC has? Um, yes. because you know in his case he was a phenomenal MC, but still his career was really relatively on the underground tip and i feel like he got more notoriety after he passed away a little bit more but um do you fan do you feel like like people are, are guilty of that of just of you know going off what you look like i do as opposed to what they should be paying attention to which is the music and the lyrics I do. And I mentioned that in um, um, my song, Hot Fire, is that people are more, you're more likely to get a successful record career or music career if you've been shot, if you have a face or body full of tattoos, mm -hmm. um, if you only talk about sex and drugs. And my thing is that's the essence of hard rock, if you think about it. Hey. Well, especially bless you if you go back to the hair band era, which was the eighties. Exactly. That's all it was, you know, poison, exactly. Motley crew, you know. Exactly. They had that, but, you know. But my thing is because to be honest with you, before I the last time I considered coming out before I got with the Easley branch, um, my idea was to to be an artist like the gorillas. So would it wow. just be an art? art like videos would just be like a cartoon mm -hmm. uh, you'll never know or see my face you'll only hear my voice 
And the reason for that is because I want you to pay attention to the music, not pay attention to me. That's a great idea, man. So maybe you could do like a concept album later on or piece. Oh, it's, it's just, it's, it's something similar to that in the works. With the animation, you know, attached, yeah. you know. I still, that's still one of my goals. I still, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm currently in, in school at LA Film School. So I'm, you know, having conversations with some of the guys in the animation department. So yeah. that that's one of my goals is to have a full video that's just a straight animated. I would love to do that. That would be a really, really cool project. Oh, you're going to LA Film School? Yes, sir. That is great, man. Yeah, I, um, I was trying to go to the LA Recording School, which is right up the street. I think it's on Hollywood or on Sunset, but it was so expensive, dude. But um, yeah, yeah good luck with good luck with that, man. I, I hope that works out for you. Yeah, thank you, man. It's just that all the stuff I want to learn about the industry. Um, it would take me longer and um, go through a lot of trust from other people in order to get the information that I need, where I can just get it this way. So, right, yeah. It's just it's one thing in this industry. It's, it's not a lot, not, a lot of people don't want you to know what they know because they don't want you to do better than they're doing. Exactly. And passing on the information is something that they don't want to do, you know. So you got to go get the information yourself. And, exactly. and, not, and, and that being said, what my goal is after I'm done rapping or when I start slowing up on it is to try to find or try to help youngsters who want to be rappers, want to be producers, mm-hmm. get the knowledge that I have so they can do it the right way instead of just doing what's popular and fun. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, what's the point in being selfish? I feel like a lot of people that are popular are really selfish, you know, and they, they don't want to share, you know, um, and um, even something as simple as doing a podcast, I mean, you know, there's a lot of successful ones out there, but people don't want to sh- share how they got successful, the things exactly. they did, you know, to to achieve that level of success. So, yeah, man, I appreciate your time um, and answering the questions. On, and and um, I'll be checking out your music for sure, man. Good right, luck to you. All right, man. You have a good night. All right. You do the same, man. Peace out, right. brother. Bye-bye.